do you know what? It was the first time that Kwame, my brother, he's really realised, Rala, my sister has homophobia. Because before that, he thought everything was fine. So, like, two days ago, he was like to me, oh, do you know what? Like, I kind of I clocked that people are kind of against who you are, you know? Mm. And I was like, of course they are. You've been new. Yeah, I was like, of course. And he was just like, no, nah, but from the outside looking in, because you've been able to build a platform mm. and kind of do well for yourself, it doesn't look like, it seems like, Everyone just loves what you, who you are and what you do. I was like, no, you, no. you have to push through. You have to, that's what I was about to say. Like you, you standing in your truth, yeah, and just like refusing mm-hmm. to back down from who you are. Do you know what I mean? And they have no choice but they will either ignore you or jump on board. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And some have chosen to ignore you. Some have chosen to jump on board. And mm-hmm. that's and that's what that's what it is. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. It's mad because he was like, obviously, when he went, he was deep in things. He was just like, hold on, like. He said, this, this, this is the thing that look, little comments that people were making. Mm. And he was just telling me, like, yeah, you need to block these people's number. This, no, no, no. Well, I'm, going to, I'm going to scatter everything. I can't wait to scatter the whole of Kumasi. And I love that. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> hello. Welcome to episode 101 of the QT's <laughs> podcast. It was so weird saying that. 101, 101. Mm-hmm. I am Nana. And I'm Rose. And together we are two twos. twos. I think last week I didn't say it because I was excited. She was too excited. Do you know what, yeah? I was thinking, before we came, I was thinking, how was she going to say 101? It's going to say 101, she's going to say 101. What should I say? This is why people have seasons. I get it. <laughs> what? We don't have seasons. We, we, we just, just have we vibes. Go on vibes. Exactly. <laughs> we just go vibes. But... Do you know what? Yeah, I feel like taking it back to episode 100 last week, yep. I feel like we didn't really go in with the thanks and gratitude, I guess because we had uh. a guest. So, but yeah, we didn't, we didn't even celebrate. Somebody messaged me and was like, I don't think you're celebrating enough that you got 100 episodes. Well, you don't think it's a big deal, do you? Well, I do you think it's a big deal. It's, it's, it's for, for us, it's a big deal, but me, me and Anna don't know what consistency is. So this is definitely a big deal. It's huge for us. Um, so yeah, like, thanks to everybody who has listened to... Even, I wonder if anyone who's listened to all 100 episodes. Oh, yeah. I feel like we have our loyal listeners who yeah. listen every week and you see them tweeting, the same people tweeting about the, core, the episode. The core if listeners. we miss a week, they're on our case. Like, yes. where's the episode? Where's the episode? Um, and they even go back to listen to old episodes as yeah, well. Yeah. I think somebody said they started, did they start listening all over again? Or Someone just... started from the start, like two weeks ago. Is that a new listener? That was a new listener. She yeah. literally started, she posted like episode four. That was like when wow. you was on a radio. So now also Nana was on um, BBC Radio London yeah. on Ori Styler's show talking about the podcast and you can go back to listen to it on BBC Sounds app. Um, this is, but it was basically a podcast <laughs> for like twenty minutes, innit? It was really good. It I was really good. Enjoyed that conversation with. with, with yeah, yeah. It was nice. It was nice, and um, obviously, he. I, I guess that person that said that day we listened to the podcast. It I was. It was after that. So I don't know if they heard it from there, Maybe, but yeah. it was after that. But yeah, like just thanks to everyone that's been like just supporting us like just supporting like as we said before even our individual endeavors the podcast that's been helping the brand grow that came to our live show just made our year last year and we just hope you continue to listen with us isn't it yeah yeah mm. i think you know what like 
I think it really makes a huge difference to see people talk about the podcast and how much they enjoy what we have to say because we just come here and we just talk rubbish. Like, not rubbish, but you know, we, yeah, just, come, we just come here to banter and literally distance, our usual you know? conversation. If it wasn't yeah. for the mic, we would be talking about this anyway. So, we talk about all the time. So, so, like, we really do appreciate every tweet, every, you know, quote tweet, like, every like, every, I don't know, like, sharing it with your friends, word of mouth, all of that stuff, every single thing, even just, like, the messages that you send us. Um, in the DMs, like we appreciate it yeah, more, for sure. and obviously we do this for our listeners. Mm-hmm. Like we do it for our listeners. Yeah, so, yeah. definitely, definitely. So, um, should we get into episode one hundred and one? Yes. So first things first. So there was a bit of drama on Nigerian Instagram, <laughs> Nigerian Twitter, right? And first of all, I want to say that I have respect for every single person who was involved in that. Mm. In the what do you call it altercation, um, <coughs> we're not going to mention names. If you know, you know in it. Yeah, but we're not going to mention names just because we do have respect for everybody. And you know, I guess when it comes to people exposing things on social media, it becomes like Twitter call and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it's like you anybody know, can like people can get involved and say what they want to say and give their opinions and you know judge and all of that stuff. Yeah, which sometimes a lot of that stuff just turns into a witch hunt. Like we like people, we weren't there. Like, do you know what I mean? We weren't. We weren't, weren't there, there. and don't oh, I don't know. And the thing is, even the receipts that both parties were posting, right. yeah, they both look valid on yeah, both sides. Yeah. And do you know, on top of that, we've all been there yeah. in queer, like friendships and relationships, and we just know how toxic they can be. Right. And that doesn't mean that doesn't make it right. No. But it means that there's understanding. I, yeah, I get what they're going through. They're going yeah. through something. We can't, I don't think like we can sit on a high horse and judge. And yeah. Like, oh, like this person's this and this person's that. Like we can't, we can't do that. Yeah, like, we, we can't, can't do that. that. And because there was a couple of tweets going around yeah. saying, are oh, we not going to discuss this? It's no, like, no, it's not our business. But we do wish like healing and peace for everyone that was involved. Honestly, yeah. We do. Yeah, we do wish peace and healing for everyone that's involved for, for true, for true. I know you need to remember as well, like in Nigeria, like they can't exist in in open spaces the way we yeah. do. Like even the ones that do exist online and they're being so open about themselves, they're putting their lives at risk every time they do that. And they're being really brave and we yeah. like do you know they just have each other. And when you only have each other, there's there's bound to be conflict. Right. Like there isn't family. Like it is it just is what it is. Um but yeah, like, that's, that leads me on to think. Yeah, people always want you to say things. Yeah, people always want you to well, say you things. Get involved. And this is the thing about like social media. And I've stopped. I've stopped tweeting. I've, I've started tweeting less just because it's so negative. It's so toxic. Like, and this is an example of just like people, you know, hopping on a bandwagon when they don't have all the information and judging and you know adding their two their two pence. And it's just not necessary. It doesn't help anything. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're not. You're not helping the situation you're if only if if anything you're making it worse do you know what i'm saying so like it's just like yeah i'm not with social media i'm not trying to get involved in everything i'm tweeting less listen i'm ready to i'm ready to make it so i can just (laughs) (laughs) nah even me i'm tweeting this as well and i think that it's just too tiring yeah there's just so much discourse and everything and Yes. And the thing, a lot of the time, two things can be true at the same time, right. you know. But people are just not willing to back down. Right. People, are, I saw the other day, um, one of my friends was being, he got exposed for one of his old tweets. Mm-hmm. The tweet was disgusting. I'm not gonna lie. The tweet yeah, was disgusting. It. I'm really surprised that he said something like that. But the fact that basically he was having a conversation with somebody on the timeline, yeah. The other person's account doesn't exist anymore. Mm. 
but the person the screenshot was as if the account still exists right. that means the person was holding onto this like conversation yeah. the screenshot that is scary that's what people do like they want to expose this exposed culture and all of that stuff like this cancel culture yeah cancel culture and holding on to receipts and stuff like i know like people do some sh- shitty things but also like we have to allow people to grow we, and we have to give people grace as yeah. well like i feel like that's love um, as long as they hold themselves accountable and yes. also there's nothing wrong with us holding people accountable as well you mm. know but just do but it like, in a, like it's just the way you do, do it because right. some people when they expose these things there's no such thing as account they're it's not looking like, for accountability ha, ha, gotcha. like that's yeah what it is, like. it's about the intention mm. as well like some people i'm not gonna lie some people do deserve to be dragged off the timeline as well yeah. like some people just do mm-hmm. but I think sometimes when it's pre premeditated for years, how could you hold on to um, screenshots for years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that? I'm so sorry. I wouldn't even think to do something like that. No. Do you know what I mean? That's how you know that, that the intentions behind it is just like it's wayward. It's yeah, wayward. it's wayward. And yeah. again, another online scandal that happened. Um, Philip Normal. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so um, Philip Normal is a white gay man he's a white gay man who he's um, a labor i think he's a, yeah he's a labor counselor or something like that and but i guess he's just like a, he's a, he's an influencer yeah because he's, he's got a he's got a brand he? he's got a clothing line yeah it's got a clothing yeah. line and but the thing is we don't know about white gay men it's not our market to be like i would say out of all the queers the white gay men is what i know about the least, least. yeah i hardly know anything about white gay influencers i just the men yeah mm-hmm. i just don't know i don't know so um so yeah, so this guy, his tweets got exposed, yeah, from 10 years ago. He was 31 at the time when he tweeted these things and they were absolutely disgusting. I'm not going to repeat them because no. we don't want to trigger people, but um, they were disgusting. They were like one of the worst kind of tweets I've seen and there were so many, like, it was just so constant. Yeah, I didn't see it, so I'm only just like reading mm. about it and obviously like the articles and stuff, they haven't like put... Like in what he actually said, they haven't put those, they haven't included those tweets in those articles. So like, I'm just hearing. Now this know. is what we have the issue with, right? If you got Phil Samba, is I didn't know about this because of Phil Samba. So shout out to Phil Samba. He mm. came when he's been on the podcast before. If it wasn't for Phil Samba, holding him accountable on the timeline, yeah. I wouldn't know about this. <coughs> Again, I don't know about black gay influences or white gay influences. Yeah. Sorry, and um. He was just basically like, again, love the Josh Rivers. We love Josh Rivers. We support everything he does. You know, he made a mistake before and he had some mad tweets and Josh Rivers took accountability and he came up to apologise. Yes. But the media ripped him to shreds. Uh, he's a black gay man. Do you know what I mean? And he lost his job. He lost his, he just lost everything. Like he lost credibility and it's taken him a while for him to um like grow and come back from that. Whether you believe that he should be able to come back from that or not, it's up to you. But he has and he's taken accountability. And, but this one, that the media has not had the same energy for this white gay man that they did for Josh Rivers, a black gay man. Yeah, because I'm sure they like they put his tweets in the, these articles. Oh, you can go back right now. Yeah, Look, you if you Google it, it right now, you'll but see. When it comes to Philip Normal, there's there's nothing. <laughs> I couldn't find not one tweet in any article. Do you know what I mean? And it just goes to show, like even when it comes to the community, you you man think this community is kumbaya and it's all rainbows, and you know, but it's not. Do yeah. you know what I mean? There's not. There's still some real issues in the community, and one of them is racism. Yeah, one of them is definitely racism. Um, and you need to that, and you know, 
again, people make comments like, you know, the LGBT community is um, getting all these rights and blah, 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 blah and black people don't. But the black queer people are not afforded those same still rights. Black. We're still black. And then today, whether we're LGBT or not, by default, mm. we do, we're able to exist mm. because of that, by default. But all of, as a black person, we're still not awarded those privileges. Yeah, do you still, know what I mean? There's still some sort of like hierarchy in like in society there's a hierarchy and in the lgbt community there's still a hierarchy and, and it mirrors you know the the, the widest society that we have so yeah mm-hmm. like it just goes to show like we, i think we've seen things time and time again like even what was happening with the um with gay pride um, mm-hmm. in london where you know volunteers will be black volunteers specifically were being treated really badly and stuff like that like it just goes to show that there's a lot of work that needs to be done and there's a lot of segregation Oh yeah, like, like race. Yeah, hundred you percent. Know? I mean, you just see that in this country a lot. That's anyway. why we don't know anything about the white gays. Mm. We don't know, and I, I couldn't tell you. It, like, do you know my algorithm on social media? Mm. It doesn't include the white gays. Yeah, no. it just doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, I think mine includes like uh, the white lesbians and the white mothers, the white. Queen even mine don't even include the white. Like, no. Do you know? Every now and then, I might get one. Mm. Do, you know, do you know the one I think she just stirred? I might get one that yeah, thinks yeah, it's a yeah. story. But um, other than that, I don't... The butch, the butch one. Yeah. Other than that, I don't... No, they don't no. come up in my algorithm. Yeah, but this is the thing, like, when it comes to white queer men, that's, yeah, we know about them the least. Like, yeah, we know about them the least, but they have the most privileges, boy. They just yes. have the most privileges. What do you think about, like, you know, what has happened in his his tweets um, surfacing? Like, do you think that he should be like forgiven? Because he's he seems really really sorry. He seems like he's not the same person. Um, um, those tweets don't reflect who he is today. You know. Do you know? What? I feel like um, he's thirty. He was thirty one. It's old. really difficult for me to <laughs> I'm forgive 30, it. You're thirty one. I'm thirty one, <laughs> and I wouldn't write right. any of what he put on there. Right. They were just flat out racist. That like, they were just racist Islamophobia, and it was so many. It was like. He knew what he was thinking, mm. and it was so deep within him, his his soul yeah. that he felt like this. Right. And I don't know; I'm not convinced that he necessarily ten years later has completely changed from some of some of these views. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Ten, yeah, I hear what you're saying because, as you said, that, that there were a lot, a lot of tweets that mm-hmm. you know that were you know really offensive and racist and Islamophobic. But he said that he he's a he's a trans ally and he works closely, you know. But it was transphobic tweets as well. I know, but that's what he's saying. He said he's grown since then. I mean, do you know what? Okay, okay, okay. Ten years ago, we've both we've even us in regards to how we view trans people, we've oh, grown yeah, as well we in the past have, ten years. I mean, I mean, I wasn't tweeting, but I definitely had some problematic opinions. Yeah, like, ten years ago. Yeah, def- even I'm getting about non-binary people. Yeah. Like, we've definitely had some problematic opinions, and. We were definitely a lot younger, which is not an excuse. We still should have known better. Do you know what I mean? We weren't children. We should have known better. But when it comes to this Philip guy, I just feel like, I feel like if he was really sorry, I don't think the accountability is enough. I don't think the accountability is enough. I feel resigning? like he needs, he also needs to acknowledge the fact that he had, he had resigned. Um, Josh Rivers got fired. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So that's even a privilege for him to to be, get to resign, to get to resign and not be fired. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? just, and even. Even the fact that when you searched newspaper articles and nothing's been said, I think that he needs to wait for me to really believe that he's sorry. He needs to come forward and acknowledge his privilege, mm. and acknowledge the fact that you know if this was happening to somebody who was black, then this experience would be way different to what yeah. it's for me. 
he's not going to be cancelled. And on top of that as well, all of the, the white gays apparently have have been him. They've been quiet. They wonder every minute, but BLM, BLM. They've all been quiet. No one said anything. What? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I feel like unless he acknowledges so, so that accountability that he's shown is not enough, basically. No, he needs to say like I feel yeah. like he needs to say as a white man, mm. I'm going through this a lot more be- calmly mm. than if, if if I was to be a black man. I feel like he needs to come out and say something like that. Yeah. Until I really believe because boy, still was racist. But you know the thing about privilege, yeah, and people who have privilege is that they don't recognize their own privilege, and this is the thing. Like, and I'm glad that Philip has. Sorry, Phil has been, you know, like tweeting him and mm-hmm, like trying to, because mm-hmm. I'm sure he's going to see this. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's going to see those tweets because he needs to know. But people with privilege don't even realize. They never realize. They never realize. I was talking to my cousin like about three weeks ago, funny enough. He posted a thing on his Snapchat about it was, it was free people in drag. Mm. And he was like, oh, um, he said something about oh these men have got their have got their rights, but black people are still fighting for their rights. But one of them was black. One of the people were black. Yeah. When I say we've been having a three week conversation about this, how can you be having a three week? It's so simple. He just, he I just, am still black. Hello. He just doesn't understand. Hello. And at this week, I just aired his last message. And the things were close cousins as well. I just aired his class. I was like, number one, oppression Olympics isn't cute. It's not. And number two. Like that's a, there's a black man standing there, and you just like what about black rights? He don't he doesn't have the rights as a black right. man. Like what is this kind of thing? But at the end of the day, everyone deserves rights across the board. Exactly. Like for you to say, oh these men are dressing like women, and uh, how could they have rights and I don't? That's homophobic. I said yeah. your number one being homophobic, and also yeah. the pressure Olympics. This is a, that's the fact. Like as you said, like everyone deserves rights mm-hmm. like do you know what i mean it's just like i don't know we've had been having this conversation for two years now do you know mm-hmm. what i mean when the whole blm thing happened and you know people were saying oh well you know we don't get to have like um, black history in school and you know they're talking about they're teaching kids about lgbt and all this stuff and like just like again yeah oppression olympics and it's just that's not the point you are missing the point here we all deserve <laughs> rights hello yeah hello. it's giving all lives matter guys it's giving all lives matter come on <laughs> come on mate come on but yeah speaking about um kids and <laughs> kids realizing their sexuality and even exploring and being taught that there was a tweet quite recently i think it was the other day um and it was um about a guy he tweeted that his 12 year old niece came out as bisexual and he was very happy about that i think that's mm. what the tweet was right yeah well so yeah someone said their 12 year olds came out as bisexual yeah 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 and there was this huge uproar about a child coming out as bisexual but when you heteros come out <laughs> you don't come out sorry you have to come out yeah you heteros fancy you know billy um you, f- you know claire fancies billy and billy fancies claire no one's no one's shouting there's no, no up, even like, people are the not moms are even encouraging it and the mom's like oh, oh so i've cute. got a son you've got a daughter oh yeah i've got it this should get and they're no. doing this from like when they're like babies exactly. you see all the time matchmaking when matching, yeah even like Sometimes even before the child is born. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you guys have already attached that to them. So when a child now comes out as bisexual as 12, and by, mind you, at 12, you know, you know what these things a are. A lot of people know even before they're 12, like, younger than 12. Come on. Like. This person, the woman said that 
how could a child come out at 12? She didn't even know what sex was when she was 12. First of it's all, they start it. sex education in primary school. When you're 12, you're in secondary Hold school. <laughs> but also, what does sexuality have to do with sex? They're mm-hmm. two different things. Hello. Yeah. Like, come yeah. on. They're two different things. And that's what happens when it comes to the LGBT community. It's like, it's just people act like we're so perverse. Like, mm-hmm. we all, all, it's only about sex. Yeah, yeah. Like, our identity is just sex. Do you know what? I feel like the the reason why the focus is on the sex so much is because there's how could you put focus on love on two people loving each other? If you if you turn around and let's take let's say sex didn't exist yet and two people loved each other, how could you how could you have a problem with two people? It just doesn't make sense. So you have to have a problem with right, something. Right, so right. the problem is with the sex. The problem in this world is the lack of love and just like people not leading with love and just yeah, like the focus is on. People are just focusing on the wrong things. Focusing on the wrong things. <sighs> Do you know like, what? I think it was beautiful that this 12-year-old has been able to identify who they are and have even a safe space to even discuss who they are mm. and not feel like they have to hide and be something that they're not. Like, isn't isn't that what's more important here? That is what is more, more important, but it's just a homophobia that's jumped out. Like, And people, I feel like people need to be a bit more honest because when I see tweets like this, it's always like, oh, they're just too young and they don't understand and rare tear tear. But you're being dishonest like you no. are being dishonest it's not about that it's about your hang-ups about you know your, it's about your homophobia really they don't have the same energy if a child is expressing hetero tendencies yeah. nobody has that nobody has that energy when a 12 year old girl was getting pregnant with 13 year old like sometimes you see them they're even in the newspaper they're even even mm. in newspaper articles oh the world's youngest mom it's like to some extent glorified like why why no one is ever disgusted when that happens but as soon as you bring an lgbt somebody says no one says they're having sex by the way they just said that i'm bisexual or i'm gay or whatever all of a sudden it's disgusting yeah and you know what it is as well it's just like now that we have language for it as well like i think it's like that's what is upsetting people people hate it they hate it before (laughs) obviously when we was coming up we didn't have language for it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? We just had these feelings, but we couldn't explain it. And now these kids, like, all of them are, like, pansexual. Like, Gen Z, they're all pansexual, and they know what they like and all of that stuff, yeah. And this, I'm not talking about sex. I'm just talking about, like, identity. Just, uh, identity. Identity or even just liking somebody or having, you know, like, fancying someone, which is really innocent. Like, a lot of the time, it's yeah. really, really innocent. And I feel like you're taking that, you take that innocence away when you show up with your homophobia yeah like, and with but sexualizing what yeah, how when you ask, when you sexualize their identity you are taking away that innocent from yeah, them yeah exactly exactly and it's disgusting why are you why are you thinking about that if, why, why what that's do you know what that says a lot about your perversions that it does about ours always even some when i tweeted about it somebody was like oh um we're we're, no, we're low-key normalizing um perversion oh my god I just said this is somebody who doesn't have the range and block them. Do you know what? When it comes to... um, Because I saw it. Obviously, I saw it. And I was just like, I just... I cannot. I cannot. Sometimes... You can just tell people that have the range sometimes. Yeah. You have to just block them and keep moving. moving because... uh, That's what I said to my cousin. This me. Do you know what? If you didn't have the range, you should have just said that. Yeah. You should have just said to me, you don't have the range. And he was like, what do you mean? You don't even know what. Unless someone having the... What? Ah. Listen, we've got family... um, we got a family dinner on Sunday. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be really, really <laughs> it's interesting. interesting. It's just like, I feel like people don't think for themselves. Like, there's no critical thinking. Like, people just, they just take on what they've been, you know, told and what they see, but they're not really thinking about it. You're just, 
regurgitating the stuff that you hear. Like, are you really thinking about it? Because if you did, you would know that that shit doesn't make sense. Okay? Yeah. Doesn't yeah. make sense. It's true, man. It's true. So, yeah. But you know what? If you have any young people in your families who are coming out to you, just create a safe space for them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Don't wonder what they're doing. I don't, there was even there was another for today. Funny enough, yeah, it was a straight man with his two straight daughters. His daughters are like thirteen and fourteen, and they've started talking to him about boys and blah blah blah. And he was asking for advice on the timeline as to how to address it with his daughters. It was like, oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> literally he was going viral like everybody was like oh wow i love that for you i love that but the uh, two days ago when it was about the bad girls because she's right. bisexual right. can you see yeah this is why you need to say oh everyone have rights no if, everyone keeps on saying that lgbt lgbt there's still a long way to go you know there's there still there's so many homophobic people out there guys like i don't want you to feel like things are better Absolutely. and things people are more visible and people have been given a space to be more visible right. but even in that visibility there's always someone giving a side eye there's always and i feel like people are quiet about their homophobia oh do you know what i mean nobody wants to be cancelled everyone it's is scared like, of cancel exactly, cancellation it's just like the ri- like some of the racism in this country like pe- people be doing it like in covert ways yeah being racist covertly but like it's still it's still racist and i don't even believe that there's a covert way of being racist it's just racist and it's all, yeah it's all fucked basically it's all fucked up but like people are being people are homophobic but they hide it because they know that the world is changing and they can't say certain things because that could come up in like maybe the job like you know people mm-hmm. you know it could come up in their job and just certain other things so they're hiding it they're hiding their homophobia yeah and it's like we can, we can i can see i can sense i can feel it yeah so can i it's mad I yeah it. it's like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna say something give some personal um stuff for here so my brother went to ghana right and he went to our hometown kumasi where our dad's from now mind you i haven't since my dad found out i was gay we haven't spoken he's never the thing is he asked my brother if i was gay he's never asked me if i was he's we've never had the conversation before he just asked my brother my brother said you should ask her and he took that as his confirmation yeah and this was a couple of years ago so we haven't spoken even at my bro- even at my brother's funeral he we didn't speak he came and to put his arms around me for a picture for a picture and then he that was it we didn't speak so anyway they're in ghana and he's telling the whole world about this podcast in ghana he's telling everybody that yeah this um rosie's got this podcast it's really good what like yeah he's like yeah she's making a name for herself in england you know they're gonna exaggerate he's gonna act like i'm a celebrity i'm not a celebrity but my father is going to go to back to the village and act like i'm a celebrity yeah and mind you someone i don't speak to i didn't even know that he knew i had a podcast you know what i mean i don't know how I'd, i didn't even have him on facebook i don't know how he knows these things about me yeah so um obviously people talk so anyways and then everyone else is asking mind you all these family members have got access to me somehow apart but even my dad they all have access to me somehow and the first thing they're all asking is about my sexuality because it's the first time since we were children since we were like year three year four that we've been back to my dad's hometown right mm. so um they're all asking questions about my sexuality and my brother just telling everybody like ask her like yeah. since she's been here she's had a whole child none of you are even asking about the whole the whole child that's now 10 years old like 
What, what's people wrong with you? Ask her. That's how you know people are just concerned about the wrong things. People are concerned about the wrong things. So I'm what I'm going to I'm going to go to Kumasi. I'm going to scatter everything when I go to Kumasi. <laughs> I'm planning on going in April and scattering the whole world. But do you know what? It was the first time that Kwame, my brother, he's really realized, Rala, my sister has homophobia. Because before that, he thought everything was fine. So like two days ago, he was like to me, Oh, do you know what? Like I kind of, I kind of clocks that people are kind of against who you are, you know. Mm. And I was like, of course they are. Been new. Yeah, I was like, of course. And he was just like, no. Nah, but from the outside looking in, because you've been able to build a platform mm. and kind of do well for yourself, it doesn't look like. It seems like everyone just loves what you, who you are, and what you do. I was like, no. You, no. you have to push through. You have to, that's what I was about to say. Like you, you standing in your truth, yeah, and just like refusing mm-hmm. to back down from who you are do you know what i mean and they have no choice but they will either ignore you or jump on board do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and some have chosen to ignore you some have chosen to jump on board and mm-hmm. that's and that's what that's what it is yeah it is it's crazy it's mad because he was like obviously when he went he was deep in things he was just like hold on like he said this this that's the things that look little comments that people were making mm. and he was just telling me like yeah you need to block these people's number this man no well i'm gonna I'm scatter everything i can't wait to scatter the whole of kumasi and i love that and oh. i love that for you because i chaos yes, i love the chaos i was planning to go to kumasi for about three four days really like you know interact i haven't seen my grandma again since i was my eight i haven't seen my grandma she's she's 97 now and I'm so sorry, Grandma. I'm coming to scatter things. Like I'm, I'm, I'm coming to sit with her for the first couple of hours. I'm going to get there and sit with her. It's going to be great, mm. nice and calm. Yeah. And then I mean, they even get heads up. If you listen to the podcast, you're getting a heads up. Right. And then after that, I'm scattering everything. So the trip is not going to be three, four days long anymore. It has to be like one or two days. Yeah. I have to get out of there. After I scatter everything. Like your priorities are in check because you're going to sit down with your grandma. Yeah. And you're gonna, you know, yeah, you're gonna yeah. see you know, how she's doing all that stuff. And then you're going to scatter everything. And I'm yeah. I'm 100% here for it. But that's one of the reasons why, I, you know, like, I don't go see family when I'm in Ghana. Like, um, I went to Ghana with my family for my grandma's funeral. Um, and I was still presenting as femme sometimes. Um, yeah, I, I, since then, I haven't, like, since I've been to Ghana, I haven't been to see my family because I don't have... What is the point? What's I the point? Have, we always say go where love is. Exactly. Why would you... It's what, about do you know self, what I mean? It's about self-care at the end of the day. Like, I'm not going to go where... People are gonna be looking at me, looking at me funny, or I don't. Have mm-hmm. that. I have not got time for it, but for the Kamasi, no, I no, want no, to no. do. You it. have to go to that Kamasi. I have to. Okay. I have to because these people haven't seen me since mm. I was like eight. I was literally eight, and the the first thing they've come to us is about oh, so her podcast is she talking? about What's she talking about? And the, one of them is um he is so he's my stepbrother, but he's like he he's my mum my dad married his mum so we're not related but my dad married his mum and my dad is very present in his life i'm my actual child my dad's child and he's not active in my life so he's then he's gonna get he's the one that comes to open his mouth he's gonna get the most yeah yeah, yeah. i kind of when i scatter i'm looking forward to scattering uh, and deservingly <laughs> as well yes i can't it. wait to scatter everything yeah. in that in that in that commercial commerce is going to Listen, they're gonna know that lesbian came. If they want, if they want to know, now they're, they're gonna find out, innit? They're definitely gonna find out. But yeah, I I support anyone else who wants to scatter things. I if you do you know what, if you've got the backing, nah, you go need for to, it. You need, to, you need to shake the table. I'm gonna I shake actually, the table. Do you know what? I really, really believe in shaking the table because when my when my parents come up with some fuck shit, I'm just ready. <laughs> <laughs> you even fueling me. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready, and you know me. I don't care. The other day, my dad was just like, I think he was telling me something, and I was, 
And I was like, no, or something. I was just like, no, I'm not doing that. And he was just like, you know, these days you don't listen to me. And I was like, if you want me to listen to you, make me into a baby again. I don't pay bills. I don't, I don't pay for travel. I don't, make me into a baby so I can, I can listen to you. I'm, I'm 30 years old. Like, yeah. Nah, how could you make me to a baby? That is hilarious. Just watching me, my mom was bossing up. (laughs) Make me into a baby then. That is such a Ghanaian thing. Where'd you get that from? (laughs) (laughs) I'm Ghanaian. Making me into a baby, but yeah, but even talking about Ghana, I think there's been um, there's been some progress with the um, kill the bill um, campaign, Mm -hmm. and um, yeah, I think. They were talking about it in Parliament, but they haven't actually... I don't think it's going to hold, you know? I don't think it is either. Nah, because it, it, it means it goes against Ghana's constitution. Yeah, it goes against their constitution because it's in there. It's talking about human rights. You know, yeah. everyone has the right to... Right, 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 so, yeah. That means I, they have to go back and write the whole thing. Have they got time for that? They ain't going to do that. If they go back and write the whole thing, that means they erased everything that Kwame Nkrumah even was, like, fighting for. And Kwame Nkrumah is meant to be, that like, this huge icon for Ghanaians and freedom in Ghana and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And to go against something that he put in there, it just wouldn't be good PR for Ghana. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Do you know what? It doesn't even make sense because, obviously, you know, Ghana was colonised, yeah, um, and that's where these, like, laws came from, the sodomy laws and all of that stuff. So when they were making this constitution when they were um, free... Like and they and their constitution mirrors like the British one, mm-hmm. so they they had no foresight. They were talking about all these these gay rights and all this stuff. <sighs> they did have foresight. Still colonization, isn't it? Colonization. Even talking again of Ghana. Um, how did you feel seeing really the quiz enjoying. in Ghana this December? Um, what the quiz from here? The quiz from like out, just outside of Ghana, like outside the Americans, like you know, the all the influencers and all that that were well, in there. Well, I mean, it's such a do you know what? It's such a hard thing. I think you know, I just think that at the end of the day, as much as we say we are Ghanaian, which we are, we're also British, we're also American, we're also French, or whatever yeah, right. c- country you're from. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like we can't put ourselves in front of this like protest and in front of this fight because it really is it's not like exactly ours do you know what mm. i mean just because we don't live there we don't have the lived experience of a of a queer um Ghanaian person we don't you know our experience is gonna yeah. be very very different but and I, so i feel like it's hard but i also feel like why shouldn't you enjoy the country mm-hmm. like it's also a beautiful country i think like so many things can be true um, it's this this bill is really really unfortunate, but to for you know to say that people shouldn't enjoy the country is just I'm not sh- I'm not as sure about how I feel about like people saying that. Yeah, I've just I don't know it's a difficult one because again we didn't go because we felt uncomfortable well, amongst other things, but we felt uncomfortable <laughs> that to, we've been speaking about all this and then to be going out there to be doing Bloombar, like yeah. do you know what I mean? And you no, know, December is party after party. We were we were hardly gonna be there and be doing human rights work. Do you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. hardly was gonna no, happen. It was not, it was so not gonna happen. yeah, so like um, it's partly why we didn't go. But I don't think it should stop us from going in the future. Yeah. And But I do understand how to Ghanaians living in Ghana, it can kind of look like a bit of a slap in the face. Mm. But one thing I do have to say, though, is, like, I know it's easier said than done, and we're talking from a place of privilege. Mm. But in history, in general, across the board, somebody has to stand up for, for change. Somebody has to stand somebody up. Somebody has to stand up and 
that somebody that stands up has to have some sort of backing. They have to, and also have to be privileged. Like as much as we talk about, like you know, people having like a really bad experience in Ghana, especially with this anti-LGBT bill coming up, or like them trying to put it into you know place. But there are also like different lived experiences. People with privilege, people with money, queer people with money are kind of okay like they're yeah. still going out they're still still going out they're still doing bloom bar do you know what i mean yeah there's the people that don't have money and that don't have you know like backing or support or even somewhere to live do you know mm-hmm. what i mean people, like quick people that are homeless like they can't stand up so it really is for the people that do have, have a bit of privilege to stand up to stand up yeah they do but you know i just feel like but with Ghanaians though i don't know i feel like this is how Ghanaians are just as the people in general business. people like to mind their business mm. there's not i don't think there's enough people standing up for the, do you know what I mean? I feel like I understand that people are scared and people want their livelihood and their families and X, Y, Z. But like I said, history shows like sometimes you have you have to you have to be violent. <laughs> do you know? What I mean? You have to protest. Like it just is what it Rose is. Like on the bus and she said she wouldn't get off the bus. This is this is it. Like you know, Alex um, Donka is doing his thing. Like LGBT, he owns the LGBT, mm, LGBT rights Ghana. Rights, yep. And I feel, I, for me, as an outside looking in, he's one of the only ones who really has a voice and he's really he's trying to speak up and he's out there. Out there and, that's- and everyone else who's who backs him seems to be an ally. Mm. And but people from the community, like. Do you know I'm just as to go, like to tell Ghanaians like you know you have to stand up for yourself at some point. Yeah. I know I definitely I understand it's easier said than done. I 100% get it, but you just have to like in this life in order mm. to get what you want or even to get f- for your community if it's a cause that you really really care about like I guess a bit. I guess that maybe there's not enough active activists in Ghana mm. because activists you're willing to die for the cause if you're an activist. Do you know what I mean? And I really believe that Alex is willing to die for the cause. Mm. He don't want to, by the way. I really feel like he's put himself out there. He knows what the um because the, the risks are, and he still does it. And I don't think there's enough of people who have that fire in them yeah. in Ghana. And again, I don't blame people. I don't blame people for that. But um, until that point, I mean, if people want to go to Ghana and like live like if people want to be themselves you can't really you can't really like put them down for doing that because i did see like i saw some tweets going about saying that how denzel and ricky were in ghana yeah. doing the most da, 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 like he's slapping the face to Ghanaians who are suffering for this kill the bill um but do you know i bet they didn't even know about kill the bill because i not a lot of people talk about it yeah that's true not enough people all they it's just not people are not not enough people are talking about it that it's like even seems that that serious because yeah yeah no enough god names are talking about yeah. it to be honest yeah like yeah. i haven't really i haven't seen all the queer people that i know in ghana haven't said a damn thing they haven't said one thing about it apart from alex but all the queer people that i know personally in ghana no one has you would think nothing is going on there mm. <laughs> wasn't anything and the things yeah people are talking about it because even when my mum went like last like october People were talking about it. It was all over the news. That's what that was the conver- That was a topic of conversation mm. that people were talking about. So yeah, people are talking about it in Ghana. Yeah, like, it's yeah. always on the radio. It's always on the TV. People shows. talking about other oh, queer talking. People talking about it though. No. Yeah, this is this is it. And you know, like I said, I understand there are risks, but um, do you know what I mean? You got you got to do it sometimes, and and it's it's harsh to hear that, and it's easier said than done. Yeah. But sometimes you got you got to know the real. And it's so unfortunate because obviously, like as I said, that it's just not our place. Like mm-hmm. you know, even when we go to Ghana, they'd be calling us in it, in it people, in it, in it, yeah, girls, yeah. In, it in it boys. Like <laughs> do you know, what I mean, it's not really our place to go and you know take over that fight. Yeah. It's really up to the Ghanaians that live there 
to to do that. To yeah, it we is. will support obviously. We we'll support every, we support everywhere we can, yeah. but we don't want to. We don't want it to make it our fight though, mm. because it isn't our fight. Mm. Um, but we definitely do want to do what we can. But I would say, speak up. Like it's time to start speaking up. Like even if we speak from your anonymous accounts or your anonymous podcasts and mm. stuff like that, we want to hear your voices. We want to hear your accounts. We want to hear what's going on. Like yeah, we want to hear the stories. Know. This is the thing as well, and it's the fact that people are not speaking up is that people are not. People don't know how severe, like, and how brutal it mm-hmm. is. Like, you hear, I've heard one or two, like, really brutal stories. Yeah. But it's like, it's, it doesn't make the news. It doesn't make anything. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And so we don't know how serious it is. We, I think people just need to know how serious this thing is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. even, like, people, how people are homeless and they have nowhere to live and all of that stuff. Like, that's, you know, yeah. stuff that we need to know. It's, it's not easy. But do, do you know what made me think about, like, you know, because I don't say that it was like when Chatawale was saying that how Nigerians are not um, putting Ghanaians on and putting Ghanaians and but you know what, I just feel like I, on, this is what I'm saying I feel like Ghanaians can be like that yeah. Ghanaians could like b- depend on others mm. or shift blame a lot and mm. complain a lot but you're not putting in the work yeah. do you know what I mean I feel like Ghanaians like to do the bare minimum sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. like do you know what I mean and it's sometimes yeah. like the truth hurts it does and that's what made me think mm. do you know what? i think this is just a kind of attitude across the board yeah. do you know what i mean like so. there's a lot of things there's a lot of reasons why people are not speaking out but mm. a lot of gardeners are quite just very i love that we're chilled people but sometimes bro yeah i feel like when it comes to nigerians and they need to protest for something they'll be there like yeah the nigerians are protesting even today the kenyans were out the yeah. LGBT Kenyans were out protesting for LGBT rights mm. in the open. Do you know the, the open, LGBT yeah. flags and yeah. you know like I I wish I could see more of that in Ghana. Like I really wish I could from Ghana's underground, but at the same time I understand what the risks are. I understand, you know what I mean. But there's people that are there's people in other African countries who are doing their thing, and yeah, right now Ghana is crucial for Ghana because they're about to do this you know what i mean it's mm. crucial but so i i did have a bit of a change of my a change of heart when i saw this the queer celebrities living their best life and even when i see the ones in nigeria just existing yeah i, I yeah even i, w- I wish i said a bit more even the nsars thing they didn't say anything mm. i wish that they were a bit more vocal but we don't know what they use their privilege to do behind closed doors it's that's also true yeah that's we don't know true. i'm glad you said that because you know not everything has to be like put out on social media or has to be visible as well mm-hmm. so there's also that we don't know what people are doing yeah doors, and yeah we need to acknowledge that too yeah yeah man yeah. what's this been going on uh, oh yeah let's talk about that stem <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> was this from when you tweeted about the guy yeah, yeah okay go on then <laughs> okay so there was a guy from tiktok you know do you know we don't usually like to talk about the, the boys that much because we prefer to talk about the boys when the boys are here but right. the boys you don't take long to come on the podcast so you actually to come on so so um so yeah so the boys this is a boy from tiktok he basically was wearing a balaclava all this stuff and i, th- I guess someone in the comments said he was femme or something like that no and someone in the comments was like did he say he because i think he was talking about a guy so he was so they i think they said did they say he or use a he pronoun and he was like yeah i did use a he pronoun i like boys or something like he was no it was say it was for himself because he was saying if i was a girl i would have said i was a girl that's what he said oh, was that what it was yeah he said i would have said i was a girl and he had a belly on, like, you know, he was looking, yeah, we masculine presenting clothes. But the, it's like me, Nana, the, the way he was like, his his mannerisms 
we're giving he's one of the girls yeah, yeah. He, was, he was that nigga please nobody should go and repeat if you're white don't go repeat this the girl he was, he was that nigga and even the way he was talking yeah it was it was he was one of the girls and um and yeah like i was just like it's, it's giving stem but yeah. i hear it yeah. but, but you know what it comes down to like there's lots of people that probably don't think me that i'm a certain percentage you know what i mean exactly like and, people even <laughs> Dapple doesn't think we're masking presenting, mm. but it's just like the clothes and similar to him, it's like just the clothes, it's just the clothes because he wears a hoodie, like, yeah. And I, mean? I think that I do see so STEM is obviously mainly useful lesbians in it or bisexual girls, but I said that he I called him a STEM, I don't know what that STEM is for the guys, so I just called him a STEM, I was like, it's given STEM, but um, but I have noticed that a lot of the black gay men don't like being associated with femininity even though they're feminine because <laughs> i guess like society you know obviously like you want to be at the top men at the top masculinity is at the top mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it, you know femininity is considered like weak to some people do you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i think that's why but it's just like live your best life babe do you know what i mean yeah definitely um live your best life i mean yeah, I just but just there's nothing wrong with admitting that you're. I, we always admit our, that we're feminine. Do you know what I mean? I don't think yeah. there's anything wrong with admitting that you are feminine. I just don't. I don't. When you're doing all, it's feminine. Yeah. <laughs> it's feminine. I don't get like. I just don't understand. Yeah, no. I but don't. there are a lot of like. Um, so we have a friend called Noah. You know Noah. He's been on the pod before. He's our friend. If you follow us on Instagram, you definitely see Noah. Yeah, mm. and um. He basically said that how sometimes when he's out with the boys, where he calls them the girls, when he's out with the girls, they basically tell him to tone down his femininity. Oh. Like when he's dancing, and the way he is. Like, do you know what I mean? No, like, but this is in queer, oh, in queer spaces. Yeah, in any space, they're like, if they're walking on the street, like tone it down. But he said it's not, it's that he said that a lot of people want to appear more masculine because it makes them look more appealing to other men. Right, I yeah. See. So, what are men not checking for the f- the the girls or apparently they prefer the more masculine ones. He's like, like he said, another guy that he was um talking to was basically like, I think he was no, he's a dancer. He was dancing mm. online. The person was like, "Oh, you're gonna do all of that online in public," and he was like, "He's like, why wouldn't I?" She's like. I vogue like why would I not why would I not do this and he was just like oh okay fair it's a bit enough of internalized homophobia isn't it oh like, I feel like the gay boys have a lot of internalized homophobia of hom- internalized homophobia and I get it because obviously the like the language that we use and stuff like sissy boy and all of this like stuff mm-hmm. you know like why would you like why would you want to be seen as that mm. um i will i've been watching um love and hip-hop it's my guilty pleasure the family reunion <laughs> yeah which like, one family reunion so they just brought on like atlanta miami and is it you want to that right boy i'm surprised yeah, yeah man that's what <laughs> I mean, at least i love love and hip-hop <laughs> but there's this guy called zell and mm. he's bisexual yeah and he just comes across as though he's just like did with that internalized homophobia. oh zell does has got internalized homophobia like, he was like to the one other guy like stop acting so gay like mm-hmm. you know um oh what's that guy's name not santana who's the dimitri one that raps there's a rapper yeah i forgot his name is yeah, yeah i forgot his name um joel's that's it that's it that's it joel's he oh, was, Joel's told Zell to no, stop no, acting. No, jo- Joel's was around, didn't it? So one of the other gay guys oh, was, okay. was, was acting quite feminine. And Zell was like, to the to the other gay guy that was acting feminine, he was like, oh, can you stop being so gay? 
And then the guy was like, the gay, the other guy, gay guy was like, well, why would you tell me that just because Joel's is here? Mm-hmm. He was just like, oh, it's unco- it's gonna make him uncomfortable. And it's just like, why, are you why would you for Joel's? So you want Joel's, you want Joel's to sit in his homophobia? Exactly. Why I is he uncomfortable? I don't even think they, he didn't care. They actually did, he didn't care. Joel's did not care. Joel's don't care. The care. thing is, yeah, when you're in the industry, you're around you lots of gays anyway. Your your stylist, your makeup, yeah. art, all these people are queer designers they're all queer like we make the world go round mm. like you're gonna come across queer people all the time i don't think that they really cared but then this guy the one that was acting feminine he is latina he's latina and he was like well what if i told you to tone down your blackness like that wouldn't be cool do you know what i mean and mm-hmm. then he was just like what has that got to do and i know a lot of people obviously compared it to like being black and being queer and obviously it's not the same but as I said before, there are some parallels. Like, obviously, you can't change the skin, the, the color of your skin, obviously, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, know, unless you're mm-hmm. Michael Jackson. But <laughs> when you're when you're when you're queer as well, you can't change that either. Yeah, like it's it's yeah. easier to. Yeah, it's why, a lot why easier should you to, change the way you carry you? yourself? Yeah, you, you're asking me to change who I am for somebody else who has nothing to do with my life. Mm. Like, Zelt is bad man for that. Yeah, I'm not surprised though. I'm not surprised. There's a lot like there's bare guys like so there's a lot of them in the LGBT community in London that mm, behave like that. Yeah, like bare. And he's just like, you know, I want a wife and my kids, and and I want kids, and that's fair enough if that's what you want. But don't project that on other. Who's Zell wants a wife and the kids? Yeah, that's what he says. Zell has got definitely got internalized homophobia going on, hundred percent going on. Yeah, and and he's he's give he's given feminine sometimes as well. He does give feminine, but that's. He's given verse. That's what I was really um confused about. He's given like, stem. He's given stem. No, he was given stem. That's, <laughs> stem. that's what I was really confused about, like what he was saying. It's just like you're feminine sometimes. You was wearing, you was definitely wearing like um a crop top. Yeah. <laughs> I mean we don't want we don't want to police anyone's masculinity. We don't want to say anyone whatever. But um it's okay to admit you're feminine though. Like we know what the traits of femininity are. Yeah. Let's not dress it up and say it's masculine if it's mm. feminine. Like, I just feel like, like we said a couple of weeks ago, it just is what it is. Do you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Like, it just is what it is. Like, I'm not gonna dress wear lipstick as masculine. Wearing lipstick is not a masculine thing to do. Yeah, but then people you can be f- you can be masculine and wear me- and wear and do a feminine thing that it went. That doesn't mean you're not masculine anymore. Mm. You know what I mean? There's no point. You don't have to. It doesn't change who you are. Like, so, but some people would argue that you, you can be mass presenting and wear lip- lipstick. Um, it's all up to debate, isn't it? That is. Do you know? I feel. I feel like. I just feel like. Um, it's okay to be both. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just feel like it's okay to be both. I feel like wearing lipstick is not a masculine thing to do, and if you do do that, you might be masculine presenting, but you're doing feminine things. Do you know what I mean? And it's okay to admit you're doing feminine thing. Like everyone says that, yeah, wearing lipstick is still masculine. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it just isn't. Like it's okay. You can, no one's saying you're not masculine presenting anymore. You're still masculine presenting, but you're doing a feminine thing. Okay, right. <laughs> and I think you know all of that should be able to exist like in one person. It's absolutely fine. And I don't think people should even have to pick. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, everyone should exist. We, all these labels are long yeah, anyway. It's just, I feel like it just like complicates things and, you know. Do you know what I love? I don't think the Gen Z is going to have all this masculine presenting. They're not. They don't give a And Do you know what? I haven't said that. Binary makes yeah. And gender non... Um, gender... Was it gender... Gender non-conforming, gender, gender fluid. I've even mixed the two. See, um, <laughs> what do I know? Listen, them men are on the next thing. Like even um the young people that we've been speaking to, yeah, and they've said, oh yeah, they do, they do. You stutter and stem and that they do, mm-hmm. but they just, they just don't care though. There's not. 
Yeah, they don't. They're not like fixed to it. It's like yeah. you know, a lot of the time when we're, we're coming up and we're saying we're we're one way, we have we feel the need to like stick to that because yeah. if we deviate from that, people are gonna judge us. Yeah, but they don't care. They, they do one care. thing one day, another thing the nah. next day, and I love. I love you know how it's a huge conversation for us. It's not yeah. a huge conversation for them. Their huge conversation is what is going on between the people, the tea, the the root. They get down to the degree and the juice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love the courage though. Um, yeah, I'm really proud of the, the Gen Z. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. But I think um, is that wrapping us up for today? We're just wrapping up for today. Um, I think that. Wait, what are you looking forward to for the podcast this year? I am looking forward to more amazing guests, even. Gritter, even Gritter yeah. guests. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I think I'm looking forward to another live show. Oh, because facts. I know a live show. The next live show is going to be epic. Is it going to be? It's, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to getting some family members on. Actually, oh yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. So for the hundredth episode, we were meant to get my mom on. That that was who was meant to be the guest for the hundredth episode. And when I was like trying to prep her for what our podcast is, yeah, she started talking about ah. If just people know my life story and I think mum you're not coming here to talk about your life story like we're coming to talk about queer things and like you accepting me and stuff like that and she just wasn't really getting getting it she was just kind of like if you know how I've struggled in this country I was like do you know what <laughs> not, it's not the time <laughs> <laughs> maybe next time maybe another time but she was coming on some I, when I came to this country I married this person and I, I was like no that is not what we're coming to do today so I said, you know what, let's just get um Iman was meant to come on after my mum, so we just thought she'd come on. Yeah. And she was great. Like the feedback from it, that, that episode has oh, been really yeah. good. As we're recording this, the episode came out yesterday and is the feedback has been good so far. Yeah, yeah. Um what are you looking forward to? Oh, I'm looking forward to do you know I'm looking for more people using the hashtag TT's podcast and conversation on Twitter. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm yeah. looking forward to I'm just looking forward to see how the TT's brand evolves. Yeah. I feel like um I feel like we have something here and it can be more than just podcasting. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing how we can explore that. Um, I'm also looking forward to, yeah, again, another live show as well. Amazing guests, um, growth. And I'm looking forward to bridging the gap. You know, we've been, I feel like we've been bridging the gap. I think we've been doing a good yeah. job. I mean, like from, you know, the guys, the cis het black guys that come up to us and be like, oh, like a podcast i think we're, we're do you know what do you job. know what i want to where i want to bridge a gap to because obviously philip normal has shown us that the gap is not really bridged between the white queers and the black queers we need, we need to bridge that gap a little bit you you need to recognize your lots of privilege and we need you guys to start admitting that mm. i feel like white cis people no i'm going to say white cis people can admit their privileges more than white do you know what? they can do more than white gay men white gay I've, men don't always no, no they don't because obviously they've got that oppression of being queer yeah so or some, do you know even when sometimes you know as a black woman i feel like when they when they ask you things like as a black woman when i do all these um talks as on these zooms and whatever I just feel the racism in their in their chest when they're saying that. I just feel the racism. I cause when, when I'm talking, the way they're looking at me is like, mm. do you know what I mean? And we need to bridge that gap. It's time to bridge that gap as well. Hopefully, we'll, we'll get some white gay men. We don't know any, so please let us know if any who we can get to come on the podcast, um, and we can just speak about their privilege a bit more and see how they can use their privilege to help other people because it's time. It's 2022 and your privilege is now for us. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but that's how the world should be though. Like mm. when you have something, you should share it. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure, for yeah. sure. 
Sure, but um, yeah, that comes to the end. Again, use the hashtag Tutu's podcast on the Twitter. Thank you. It's everyone else who uses it. You are the real ones. You're our favourite listeners. Yeah, we're gonna, I'm saying it. The ones that you use the hashtag, some people don't have Twitter in it, so you can't really blame them. Blame them. Mm. But if you use the hashtag Tutu's podcast or conversation, I mean. You're gonna have to you. start shouting them out then. Okay, let's go for it. We're gonna shout out Lyra. Yeah. Um, but we, shot, we did shout them out in the last episode I mean, of the yeah, new year. I mean, from now on, we're just gonna have to like start shouting people out. Yeah, you know do what exactly. we're gonna do. We're so, we're, what's it called? Um, do you know on Twitter when mm. they shout out people in the comments? What's yeah. that called again? I don't know what that's called. Oh, is it called? Um, there's a name for it on okay. YouTube what that YouTubers. Share for share. Oh, I think it's like share for share or something like that. In that, uh, it's not called share for share. I don't remember what it's called, but okay, that's something else. But yeah, we will we will start doing that. Might as mm-hmm. well because yeah, we're gonna start doing shout outs. So make sure you use hashtag to use this podcast if you would like a shout out. I might have to start sending out free skincare soon. If you do, I might even give you free skincare as well. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, use the hashtag also on Spotify. You can now rate us on Spotify. Please five do give star. us a five-star five rating. Star. We only want five-star ratings. Please do give us that. And also on Apple Podcasts, if you could rate and view us on um, Apple Podcasts, that'd be great. Um, and yeah, we'll see you next week. Also on your YouTube, comment below, subscribe, Bye. thumbs up, all that, all that good stuff. And until next week, peace.